0: WWDC keynote wrap up part 1 this is mac voices mac voices is supported by the wondery business movers podcast the enlightenment of steve jobs in apple podcasts amazon music and in the wondery app welcome to mac voices this is the talk of the apple community and i'm chuck Joyner. Folks, this this is Mac Voices Live. We do this every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, We are broadcasting uh, live on YouTube at youtube.com slash macvoicestv. We'd love to have you join us um, to throw comments, questions, thoughts, opinions at us. We'll try to respond and uh, hopefully give you some intelligent responses. (laughs) As should be no surprise, this will be our WWDC wrap-up show. Um, we are, we are about, let's see, what is it about a a day, day and a half after the keynote. Um, and honestly, I kind of like this. We, we, or at least I had entertained the idea of trying to do something the evening after, and it's just, there's just so much stuff that happens, uh, and also stuff that comes out after the keynote that is equally interesting and important. So hopefully we can bring a little perspective to all the announcements. Um, so Let's just get to it. I'm going to go around the room, introduce the folks, and then we'll take off. Um, and I'm going to go from the bottom up, at least on my screen, as of right now. So that means I get to welcome for the first time on Mac Voices Live, Patrice Brendamore. Patrice, Hi. welcome. Good to have you. Well, yeah, glad to, I could be here. I mean, it's like 2 a.m. ish, so
1: <laughs> See, it's there's that. Right <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate
0: the extra yeah. effort there, Patrice. Yeah. yeah.
1: No worries. Yeah. Like so. it's worth it, so I'll, I'm I'm happy to see
0: all of you. Uh, it's well, there's time, time it? Yeah, I've <laughs> <Have, laughs> seen the show. Petrini? The evening, the evening um, is young.
1: I have, I have, yeah. So
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Um, next up, Brittany Smith is here. Brittany, welcome. Good to have you.
2: Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, you're in a new location tonight again. You you're just bouncing I, all over the place.
2: Yeah, I, I went a place so that I could watch dub dub with someone else like a human ah.
0: being. Ah, I see. Okay, got it. Got it. Beside <laughs> her is Mr. Jeff Gamut. Jeff, thanks for being here.
3: Thanks for letting me come back yet again. <laughs> I I you know, I never know. Each week when I when I join, I'm just waiting to see if I if I get let in. <laughs> and I did. So thank you. Yeah. That's okay. I I the the click slipped. So I I can appreciate that yeah it happens.
0: Guys, Cyril is here as well this time hey. in a in a much more sedate t-shirt than the last time.
4: Yeah 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 it's it's not orange and and doesn't glow in the dark and and any of those things. I figured I was on probation so I better dress down.
0: Ah okay, <laughs> well not for probation for me but I can't speak for the <laughs> FBI. So well unfortunately they can't speak for themselves either. No boy. Uh, oh. You know. oh, oh, oh. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm getting away from that quick. Yeah, I'm getting away from that quick. I hope so. Jim Jim Ray is here. Jim, good to have you.
5: Hey, WWDC.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you look like you're, you're there in spirit, even if it's really not there. I like that. Uh, nice, nice I background
5: took this picture two years ago. So mm-hmm. that that is the convention center.
0: Yep, you've been waiting all this time to use it. Right? He's a hot dog vendor.
5: <laughs> I've used it a few other times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Frank Petrie is here. Uh, I don't know. Are Mister. you peddling? Mr. Yeah. Are you peddling hot dogs, Frank? Or?
4: Uh, there was, uh, some, you
0: know, I got a little side hustle. Okay. Works
4: for me. <laughs> with my New York accent or New Jersey accent, I have to have a cart, you know, all that stuff and sell so some bread. Certainly, it's south of Boston. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Hmm. Jay Miller, I'd ask you about your side hustle, but I'm afraid of what the answer would be. Which one? I mean, I I
6: do so many things, and I'm just happy to be here with all the little who's on
0: WhoHoo DC. <laughs> <laughs> all the oh, who's in WhoHoo. Mm, man, Gamond is here. Calvi, welcome. Good to have you.
7: It's nice to be here. And I'm just going to point out that so far, I have not been the troublemaker in any of this.
0: What time yeah, is she, about yeah. she, she yeah. did say so far?
7: I said yeah. so far.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I promise
7: definitely.
0: nothing. Last but absolutely ah. not least, Mr. David Ginsburg. David, good to have you. Welcome good to be here. Thanks for having me. As always, this is going to be fun. It is going to be fun. It is going to be fun. So we have a two and a two hour keynote to talk about um, in a in a show that theoretically is an hour usually goes closer to an hour and a half.
6: Three so
0: four. Yeah, we we can't we can't cover everything. So what I've asked the group to do is to pick out one or two of the things that they felt were most important from or interesting or exciting from their perspective. Um, because that way we have such a mix of, of people here and backgrounds and specializations that I thought we would get a nice round mix. Um, but I, do, I, I don't I do wanna get waste a lot of time on this, but I do wanna ask how everybody thought this keynote went. I mean, because this is uh, another recorded one, all pre-prepared and I've, it, it surprised everybody that at least where I was, it surprised them that it, it went full two hours as opposed to the mm-hmm. 60 minute runs that we've had before. Yeah. Anybody have strong feelings about how it went? Good, bad, or indifferent? I thought
4: it it was just sort of there, and I sort of felt like it could have been a one-hour uh, event, yeah. but they sort of stretched it. I, I, I sort of get the feeling because, you know, uh um, was it, two or three nights before it was put out that, you know, they were going to have the spatial audio event or something, and that never happened. And I, I can't help but feeling that something behind the scenes didn't pan out.
0: Okay. Anybody else? Strong feelings? Good, bad, or indifferent?
5: I didn't think they could have made it shorter. It was packed. There's, It wasn't full of blockbusters. There was no blockbuster like the last two years. This was kind of a consolidation year. But, man, there was a lot of little stuff that it was just like, bam, bam, bam. I still don't feel like mm-hmm. I really, you know, I'm I'm, I'm still studying and like, oh, look at that little thing. Oh, look at that little thing. On the other hand, I don't know how many of you watched the State of the Union. I thought that was really disappointing. Usually for developers, that's the where the real meat was. It was only 73 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, all of a sudden it was over. And I'm like, what? That's it. Um, so they I think didn't talk both, about
1: yeah. I think both of them were really oddly paced. Like the the beginning of the keynote was kind of slow and then it picked up and then it was like, oh, and what we talked about before, oh it is also on this platform. The State of the Union, there were some really good bits and some really interesting bits, but as you said, it was way too short. There was looking at all the sessions, there's so much stuff to talk about. And they mentioned nothing in the in the State of the Union, so it's yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag.
5: I I think they should have released some of the videos yesterday. I noticed James Dempsey said that on Twitter, and I agreed with that. So it's like got to the end of the State of the Union. And like, okay, let's you know let's start seeing some of those sessions. What's new in Swift? What's new in Swift UI? And you know for some reason we have to wait till 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Pacific time. <laughs> to see more you know i mean if it was that um, together, but it's- i feel
7: like partly it's because the morning event is ha- has evolved into its own thing and it's not what it used to be because it used to be uh sort of like semi-public like if you were interested in what the betas were going to look like you could check it out there were uh you had to go to some effort not extraordinary links but you had to go to some effort in order to get to watch the the dub dub keynote in the morning and Mm -hmm. the developer state of the union was never available to anybody uh, who didn't have a developer counter ticket like you you know whatever you had to do to get access to videos before was the only way that you got to watch the state of the union and <clears throat> so i feel like i feel like over time the, the keynote has become a more public event because i guarantee you i didn't i didn't watch any of them this morning but i guarantee you every single morning chat show had a bit on apple unveiled what's mm-hmm. coming to mac os and ios yesterday and you know in regular mainstream news stuff like and we didn't used to have that so i think part of it is because that particular block of data has become kind of a one shot for people like there's twice a year that we can sort of reliably get a good look at what apple's up to and it's the dub dub keynote on monday morning and it's uh whatever they tell us in the iphone event about what the next ones are going to do Mm-hmm. And those are like the two reliable sources of information. There's other stuff. They have hardware events. Sometimes they have press release releases sometimes, you know, depending on what, um, you know, what it is that changed if they've upgraded something. Um, but those are the two that we can be reliable about. The dub dub keynote is going to tell us about what's coming in the new operating system software. And then this fall, just before that's actually released, we will get the hardware event that talks about the iOS stuff that's going to that's gonna run all that. So it feels like that event has sort of become a very different thing from the rest of DubDub. Dub. So that's, I feel like that's why it seemed like it took so long to get to the parts that developers were gonna be interested in. Mm. Like here's what Swift UI is doing and here's the some of the APIs that you're gonna be able to work with. And there was a little bit of that before we got to like the second hour, but most of the stuff that was, that sort of felt like it was for developers was was more at the end because they were showing off end user features and what what end users were going to do and what the end user experience was going to look like, and not talking about how anybody was going to be able to code that stuff to get there.
5: No, I, I, I you know, I, I'm not complaining about the de- amount of developer content in the keynote. I thought it was fun and you know, like you said definitely been something couched for a general audience for years now, even when it was an in-person event. But usually the State of the Union would be like two, two and a half hours Mm -hmm. and would be just packed, you know, with technical stuff. And A, it was really short and B, it like, you know, I mean, usually that that was a really good preview of here's what we're gonna show you this week. And they just Mm. didn't, you know?
1: Usually it was the keynote was, I mean, one, the public-facing stuff, but also a little bit of, okay, here's the big picture stuff. And then in the State of the Union, they would go into the details for the developers and say, okay, like, remember you heard about, I don't know, the new Mac OS? Here are 15 APIs for that. And we have sessions for it. And so on. Like That was like two and a half hours basically giving you pointers, what would be interesting, what's happening, some details about stuff that they haven't talked about. And that's missing completely. It was missing from the main keynote, and it was missing from the State of the Union.
3: Well, that's but concerning.
0: Well, I don't know, Jeff, if it's concerning because let's face it, this is a, this was a different event, uh, and but what I mean by that is the the online nature of it that. The, the, the previous keynotes were obviously were, were streamed, but there was a live audience there of developers, no question about it. And now, sure, there's that live audience of developers, hopefully, that are watching the keynote. But there's a lot, uh, to Kelly's point, there's a lot more public uh, end user interest in this one. And so I don't know if that you know, had anything to do with it. I don't know. I have to wonder if you know the idea that okay, they've they've published the D, the dub 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 DC app and all those things. If, if a lot of the schedules were there and they didn't feel the need to you know do it as a welcome to the conference. Mm-hmm. But so I, I, it doesn't concern me. It just I th- I think we have to look at you know exactly how it was delivered, and obviously the pandemic is why it was delivered that way.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. so I, let me clarify my, oh. my concern. First, the keynote I thought was fine. And be, and the keynote, it's no secret, for for the past several years has been an event for the media and consumers. And then you have the State of the Union after that, which is the keynote for developers and the the evolution of the way the the main keynote has uh, progressed over the years makes sense because the way apple uh has approached conferences over the past several years well i mean like when they when they left macworld expo that changed fundamentally how apple approaches conferences so of course this keynote is going to be different but i expect the the state of the union keynote to be long and just packed, really dense with information. So the part that concerns me is, cause I haven't had a chance to watch that yet, is hearing people say, wow, that was short and it was light on information. And and if that is true, well, I mean, does that mean that there's a lot under the hood that Apple just doesn't have ready to even talk about with developers.
5: Well, to me, it just felt like the State of the Union. Whoever put it together, it, it felt like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. You know, it felt like, oh yeah, shit, we need a State of the Union. Um, you know, it looks like there's lots of great talks. I've already like my eyes are bleeding. I've been watching talks. <laughs> several hours today and you know i i watched and but you know a lot of stuff that nor in a normal year including last year which was a pandemic year would have been mentioned in you know in, in the state of the union like patrice said usually the state of the union is a guide of here's what you're going to see this week you know do that they just had, i think what maybe five things i mean they started off with uh xcode cloud which i think is not Something that's going to affect too many developers, Um, and and then you know it it felt more like an ad for certain things, like this whole thing about um, you know AR scanning again. How many developers? You know that's not a mainstream thing. That you know it it felt almost more like that wasn't you know was you know towards the press or something of you know bragging about this whizzy technology, but not telling us about what we're going to tell you about apps. Now, you know, I I think, you know, later I'll tell you that, you know, I think there's a, a ton of material they're, they're presenting us with this week. But it, it just it was just weird how the State of the Union just felt like, you know, it, it just to me, it felt like, you know, a week ago, somebody's like, we haven't done a State of the Union yet. So, you know, let's throw something together. That's what it felt like to me.
4: There, 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 was, there was a lot of topics today. So that's really the thing, too, is a lot of heavy topics, you know, the Xcode cloud and what's new in Swift and a lot of the other topics that are now in the, the, the day two highlights. You know, that, that in itself
0: brought a lot of the information away from the State of the Union, in my opinion. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by the Wondery Business Movers podcast. From the makers of the hit series Business Wars comes the new season of Business Movers, a weekly podcast that explores the legendary and controversial career of Steve Jobs. You know the Steve Jobs story, or do you? His road to Silicon Valley success was a rocky one filled with failure and burned bridges. You know that Steve led Apple, was ousted, started Next, bought Pixar, and then returned to Apple. But do you know the details? because the details are everything when it comes to knowing how Steve became, who he was, and who we remember him to be. On the new season of Business Movers, learn how Jobs took Apple from near disaster to total triumph. This is a story that you don't want to miss, whether you appreciate or understand his contributions to the modern world or not. Steve is a business legend, and this is his story. Listen to Business Movers, the enlightenment of Steve Jobs, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, Or you can listen one week early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Wondery, feel the story. Thanks to Wondery for their support of Mac Voices. I want to give Jay the last word on this, and then we'll move on. Um, Oh, that's always dangerous. Um, Yeah, well.
6: (laughs) I I will – I'll say this. We have on this panel – a developer in the Apple ecosystem and the developer that uses the Apple ecosystem. And I think that that's wonderful because that gives you two developer perspectives of the outside looking in and the inside looking in. Um, for me, every year, I mean, obviously, new operating systems, woo, new features, woo, all this fun stuff that no one that cares will, other than the people here and the people that are listening to us are going to even see until September. But for me, WWDC is always the day where I question, is this the year when I try to build my rinky-dink Hello World iOS app and if I want to do it? And after looking at all the features that were announced, looking at all the things that were announced, looking at... The comments that Apple made towards, hey, we gave out a billion dollars, you know, hey, <laughs> we care so much about developers, they are the cornerstone of what we do. And then listening to the State of the, or and reading the State of the Union recaps, I was like, this year, there was no desire to even think about developing in the ecosystem. And I don't know why. I, I, I don't have that answer, but Two years ago, I was watching all of the events. I was, you know, trying to get as much of it that I could because I was like, this is the year. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And then the panda happened, and then I was like, Yeah, whatever. And then this year I was like, this is gonna be the year. And then it came back, and I was like, I wonder what's happening over in JavaScript land somewhere. You know, I wonder <laughs> what's happening in React World. And and like, I never want to get to that point. So not to say that. It wasn't a good event, but I feel like previous events left a lot of new developers encouraged to get into the Apple ecosystem and to get into developing for it. I don't know if that happened this year.
0: Okay, that's interesting perspective. Um, so let's not get hung up on that, though, because, you know, obviously different perspectives and different ideas, but let's, let's start getting into some of what was announced and what, what got you excited. Um, Brittany, I haven't heard from you yet, so I'm going to start with you. What, what one or two things did caught your imagination?
2: Wow. For anyone who's ever met me, um, there are changes to shortcuts and I'm excited to try those. Um, we've talked about shortcuts on the map, Mac before here. Before on here, I can talk, and and I'd said it's going to be a while before it would integrate all the way because you need the buy-in from developers, and that is what we have. Is there's some features on shortcuts on the Mac that you can't use on iOS and vice versa because the apps haven't been updated for the Mac yet to use um, those intents. Uh, that they're they're so reliant on for the third party integration on iOS, uh, but you know the developers who are really on top of stuff are going to do something about it sooner, whereas other ones will take a while. The ones who probably took a while on iOS, right? Um, and so that that's exciting, but also I can't wait till it's there for reals. Um, <laughs> Um, but I like I like. There's a future of automation that's going to be more integrated, and that's really cool. Um, and then uh, there's new things to attention and how we interact with our devices. And so I've been investigating real hard the changes to notifications and do not disturb um, that that they talked about.
0: I've been dying to get just get your thoughts on on focus. What do you think? <laughs> um, how do you feel about focus?
2: After digging in, what it is, is it's an adaptation to Do Not Disturb. I thought it was gonna be an adaptation mm-hmm. to screen time, um, but it's really just different types of Do Not Disturb mode. Um, I have some more <laughs> digging to do, but yeah, those those are my initial, that's what it really is.
1: It's really that focus that uh, Do Not Disturb is now one mode in focus. Right. It's just one, yeah. another focus yeah. item. I don't know what to call them.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do <laughs> it's not disturb. A mode, one of the focuses, but they yeah. took like do not disturb and said, you know what? What if do not disturb, but more of them? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm I'm really ex- I'm really surprised about shortcuts. Um, I think they went farther than I would have expected on the Mac. Um, <laughs> the whole in- the whole import of um, Automator. Yeah.
2: That,
5: su- that's
1: surprising.
2: Yeah, who who had automator mentioned on their checklist?
1: Mm-hmm. Nobody.
5: Nobody. And, Nobody. And it supports Apple scripts and shell scripts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they they're not taking anything away yet. Um Yes, they are, you know, just not yet. I don't yes. think so. <laughs> okay. No, I disagree. They I, said
2: automator is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Automator. Well, well
5: yeah, maybe it's automator, it's, but, it's
4: functionality, its functionality will be turned into you know, whatever's required but, for
3: shortcuts.
2: Yeah. And that's but, fine. But, because then there'll only be one and you'll be able to do the things and it'll be fine.
3: Yeah, I, I think AppleScript, uh, I mean, AppleScript has been on death row for for mm-hmm. a while now. And I think what's going to happen ultimately is that, uh, is that Automator, of course, is going to disappear. AppleScript will disappear. We'll have shortcuts and JavaScript.
5: Mm-hmm. I completely disagree. I, I, I think I, this I, is... I
3: would love for you to be right. I mean, seriously. I think this
5: is, uh, this is insurance that... Apple script is uh it's to say um uh, I would love for you there, to be there, right. You now. for one there's no reason there's no reason for them to take it out at this point. Why? Um distractions. But, um, but
2: they I said think they it'll were. outlast automator.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I I you know well, there's, AppleScript
3: isn't cross-platform, meaning you can't run AppleScript on an iPhone or an iPad. Right,
5: but you can right. run JavaScript on an iPhone and an mm-hmm. iPad and a Mac. Yeah, That's and, got nothing to you, do with nothing. The, you know, the whole thing is that Apple Events and AppleScript is this inter-process communication thing. And, you know, there's going to be apps that just never – a, they aren't going to, um, uh, you know, adopt intents and whatnot. And and, and B, um, you know, Apple events and Apple script, it's a, it's a richer thing. So, and it's still, it's, you know, it's programmable. You can go in, I I saw a thing, somebody was like, oh, can you go into um, shortcuts and can you edit and cut and paste and copy something out from one script and put it in another one? Nope. You can't do that. So, um, you know, I, I think there's still going to be, uh, you know, and the, and the great thing is, well, you can, you can develop an automation with AppleScript, and now you can just call it from, from uh, a shortcut. So Wait, they worked, they, years they worked ago, together.
2: They made it so that instead of the Apple script app or whatever you want to call it, it, uh, it was the scripts and it, it started incorporating JavaScript. So I don't, it, no. it could be consumed either way. I still think it'll be around for a little
5: bit longer than Automator. Mm-hmm. Well, and Apple
1: Apple Events is on the on the way out as well.
5: I again, I disagree. It doesn't ex,
1: it doesn't even exist on iOS, and like that's the direction everything's going. Uh,
5: I, I I knew I
1: this.
0: <laughs> I knew this topic would would <laughs> would generate a, a bit of conversation. Um, because it seems like it, a, a number of the podcasts, a number of the articles I've listened to. Um, from all, from every direction, you know, they said, this is the
3: future of automation on the Mac. And, you know, Craig was very clear about that.
0: Yeah. And so he said
3: that explicitly. Yes. In those words.
0: Yeah. In those words. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, the, the fact that they are, they have a Rosetta like in function, not in in name, but you know they'll be able to pull th- things from Apple Script and Automator into Shortcuts. But I, I don't know. I personally feel like this this is a good thing because Apple Script is intimidating. Automator is not quite as intimidating, but also doesn't seem to be as powerful. Shortcut <laughs> seems to combine the best of both worlds, at least at at the level I work at.
2: And I'll tell Shortcut. you what they're doing that's great that that we didn't think would happen a couple of years ago which is they're not losing functionality. So even if it's not called Apple Events, even if it's not the same in its base level code, the functionality will continue to exist based on, based on what it looks like right now. They're not gonna take away our toys, they're just gonna have them made out of a different material.
1: Shortcuts on iOS can, can out of the box do more things than, than Automator ever did? Absolutely. It hasn't changed in, I don't know, 10 years probably?
7: if they're taking it away in order to give me something that does all the stuff that I could do already and also a bunch of other stuff, I'm not mad about it, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what's happening. That's like, that's the change is that uh, we had Apple script for a long time. And then in the name of helping more people use it, I guess we got automator and I had nifty little robot friend and now he's leaving too. But the upside is that if I spend a bunch of time building something to automate a basic thing on my computer, it will probably also work on my phone and that's great, mm-hmm. or in, on my new iPad. And I f- that's a fair trade. Um, I wondered before when we were here, I wondered before what Apple was gonna kill next, and now I know what it is. It's, it's uh, uh, Automator is basically Interf- going away. Well, that's not necessarily the
2: <laughs> thing that's dying next. It's a multi-year transition. Mm-hmm.
7: Well, it's the next thing they've killed. They've said multi-year transition. So we know it's days are numbered. We don't, we have an idea how high that number is, but the days are numbered and, you know, like good, honestly good because it's better to take it out back and old yeller than it is to let it continue to sit there and take up space on your system and not be a thing that anybody can do anything with because anybody who's having their first experience with automator right now is not happy with it particularly if they're coming to it as a shortcuts user who is reasonably competent in shortcuts and is like oh i've discovered there's this thing that will do this on my mac for me to uh, oh
5: the question yeah. that I, I have, better for everybody. I think, I'm for it. Oh, okay. I think that the addition of shortcuts on the Mac is going to increase the use of Apple Script and Apple events. It's not gonna go down. It's gonna be that stuff's gonna be used more. Mm-hmm. Um it's gonna introduce it to people that never would have used it before. And they're gonna, you know, people are gonna go in and say, Oh, you know. Uh, they're going to start doing shortcuts and then they're going to say, Oh, I want to do this thing. And Oh, the only way I can do it is an app script. Well, what's that? Uh, and you can add that to your shortcut. So it advanced people are going to, I think it's going to do, you know, and, and there's no reason for Apple to remove it. It's, it's not going to save anything automator. Maybe that's a, probably a support thing, but mm-hmm. it, um, Apple events, you know, they're built into the system at a low level. Um, I, I don't think they're gonna remove it. I don't think there's a reason to. And I think those things are gonna get more use. You know, the great thing about shortcuts is it's attracting a lot of attention to automation, which is something that, you know, like five years ago, we were like, you know, automation is like, you know, nobody's doing it, it's a dying thing, um, you know? And, and I will say too, that I, you know, I, I think, it looks like the way they did it is great. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a attribute of the workflow team. I mean, mm-hmm. that's who did this, right? Absolutely. First, these people invented, mm-hmm. you know, workflow and then they came, you know, got hired yeah. by Apple and and apparently have maintained, you know, that it's still that team. You know, I'm sure there's more people, but it seems yeah. to still be being run by the people that did workflow and they seem to be directing it and when shortcuts came out everyone was like wow this is great the, you know everybody thought apple bought workflow to kill it and instead and then <laughs> you know then they came up with a big expansion of shortcuts and everybody was like wow you know this is great and now the same team ha- you know has brought it to the mac and guess what look they did it in a great way that builds on what was already on the in in the mac and rather than competing with it they subsumed it and uh you know it looks like win-win to me and chapeau to these guys They're, whatever apple's paying them they should have a raise
6: jim i don't the, think the, anybody's going to touch your apple scripting so like but that's also the problem is that no one's touched it um the it team is not been, even there yeah it hasn't the been the team updated. that wrote it's not been not modified
5: there. yeah there's and one guy
6: the problem with <laughs> with Automator and why it's definitely disappearing even sooner is the problem with most of the Apple technology from a developer perspective, and that's a lack of documentation. The Mm -hmm. thing that made shortcuts as good, in my opinion, as it was, was that one, the stuff that was documented was documented right there in front of you. So you could just hit, a, you could like press and hold and it told you what it did. But more than that, like, I didn't feel like I had to go check out documentation that just doesn't exist. Or if it does exist, it's because the forums say, hey, this is broken. Does anybody have a solution? No, I have the same problem. No, me too. I have the same problem too. I wonder when this is going to be fixed. Oh, it was working in the last update, but now it's broke again. Like that's the level of documentation that happens with a lot of the quote unquote legacy systems that Apple has brought along with it. Shortcuts is new. There's a thriving community of smarter people than I. Shout out to the Christopher Lawley's and the Brittany Smith's and the Matt cassanellis that are like putting out content left and right on this stuff. Because honestly, I don't trust Apple to do it. And they've already said like, Ruby and Python are going to go away natively on the system. You'll have to install it, which is both good and bad. But they, they want to steer people in the one direction. And Honestly, part of that could mean that they go out and old yeller, as Kelly has aptly put it, um, Apple events and Apple script and all of these things. But more than likely, they're just going to let it die on the vine and let people forget about it, because eventually we will forget about it,
0: except Can you, boom, you do the boom. same thing forget.
2: with the pretty little icon instead of the Apple script. You're going to do it that way.
0: Hmm. I, you guy, guy, you're awfully quiet, um, and I, I know you have to have some Don't thoughts on this,
7: him, Chuck. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um not so much not so much on on shortcuts and, and automator but on some of the other things i'm I'm letting the people much more attuned to it than i am
0: have their say guys guys already forgotten about it about what <laughs> yeah. what was that i, I don't the, the <laughs> thanks david the um well david get it yeah you get in here too because you you we look to you for the enterprise perspective on this um is there an enterprise perspective on this um, I think there could be, I think shortcuts is really going to expand upon, uh,
4: expand upon things in enterprise, probably more so than ever. Um, uh, automator and, and, and Apple script, again, I'm, I, I work in a Windows shop, so obviously I can't really say either way where that would fit into, into, into these things, but, you know as, as companies expand and use Macs in their environments, um, I think it's going to be something that, that is going to, um, excel things in the enterprise world because it'll, it'll allow them to really uh, get creative and and get things to work more efficiently, efficiently, you know, with the, with the advent of agile concepts in a lot of the enterprise these days, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's a thing that people really want to, to do with, 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 uh, with having these types of scripting uh, languages. And, Shortcuts going to be no different, especially on the Mac.
7: And the thing that's going to be great about that is being able to build a little utility to help people do the thing, right. whatever it is. You can deploy it at scale, and it's like you can just share it with anybody that wants it. You know, if you have trouble doing this thing or loading this tool or, you know, whatever fiddly setup it is that you have that can be automated. If you do that within shortcuts, it's going to play by every single rule that Apple has. And that's going to be the magic because developing a custom app for something that you need to do in house is hard. And part of the reason it's hard is because of all the rules you have to follow and all of the parameters you bump up against that you don't realize are there unless you do this all the time. So if you're trying to one off something for somebody or trying to make a little lightweight thing that this team can all use to, do that thing better, then it's going to be a lot easier to make sure that you are operating within those parameters if you're using a tool that Apple gave you that's going to be able to make that happen. So I'm actually really looking forward to that.
0: It will probably come as no surprise to you that this discussion went on for quite some time, given the passion of our panel about the announcements at Apple's WWDC keynote, as well as the number of announcements at the keynote. So this session is going to be broken up into a number of different parts to make it a little easier for you all to dig into. Next time, we continue with a couple more picks from a couple of the panelists. Um, A little farther down the road, we go off topic, we come back on, we go back off, we come back on. In other words, a normal Mac Voices Live panel discussion. Until the next time, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Thanks for watching.